0: Yes, yes, people. Dave Fensom here. Welcome to season two of Pop Collaborate. And listen, I'm so sorry. It's been a little bit longer than we thought coming back. Uh, it's basically been my fault. I've been very busy preparing for Edinburgh Fringe. I'm speaking to you now from Edinburgh Fringe in my fringe flat that I'm sharing with the wonderful comedians Michael Fabry and Peter Brush. If you're in Edinburgh, go and see their shows. They're both amazing. Um, yeah, my show's been going really well. I'm doing a show called ADH Dave every day at 5:50 at the city cafe in the Hollywood room. Uh, if you're going to be up in Edinburgh Fringe, I've got a few recommendations for you. Just went to see Esther Minito, uh, show Crusade at the Gilded Balloon. Oh, my God, it's a masterclass. She's going to be very famous. Saw Paul McCaffrey uh, yesterday. That's a fucking outstanding show. Very, very good. Saw Glenn Wall doing his work in progress. That's a great show. And my good buddy, Nick Elleray. Oh, my God, very, very good show. That's at the Counting House. If you're coming up to the Edinburgh Fringe at all, put those on your list. If you want any more recommendations, you can message me on Twitter at Dave Fenson. Anyway, so you don't need to know all of this stuff. You probably haven't tuned in for the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. You've tuned in to hear about some albums we're listening to. Uh, I'll leave it there, guys. Uh, As always, this podcast is sponsored by On The Edge Comedy. On The Edge Comedy is the best new act, new material night in Brighton, taking place on the first and third of Fridays of every month, apart from August when we're up here. We are every single day on Calgate at the lockup at 2.30 with a different lineup of comedians every single day. We've got people like Maisie Adam and Rob Mulholland up here with us. We've got Michael Fabry every day. You've got me, Dave Fentzum every day. Uh, today we had Ben Cohen, we had Sam Rhodes. We had uh, a guy called Andre De Freitas. We've got fucking great lineups going on all the time. Come and see us. But, uh, I apologise because I've gone back to the Edinburgh Fringe, it's what my whole life is about at the moment. Guys, we're back, talking about shit from the 90s, 1991, 1991, today's podcast is about Enigma, and spoilers, what an album. Guys, enjoy it. People, welcome back. Season two of Pop Collaborate. And listen, my name is Dave Fensom. I'm here with the man, Krista Greer. Hello, everybody. I'm here with the dog, Waffles Tea Dog. Hello.
1: Uh, that was Krista. Oh, you fucking spoiled it, mate.
0: Anyway, welcome. So this is season two. New season.
1: I know, it's exciting. New room. Uh, yes, we are in a different room of Dave's house at the minute because uh, it's really hot. Right, so we're recording this in July.
0: As a motherfucker. And
1: it is roasting. So we've moved into a room that actually has a window.
0: Yeah, it has a window. It's got. Uh, we've got the curtain shut though because we're fucking g's. Um, because we're naked. Yeah, because we're naked yeah. and greasy. Yes, <laughs> super greasy. <laughs> we're back. We've got some new equipment.
1: Yeah, and well, this is a, a complete unknown. This might work. We're hoping it works, but we've got like. I got a new laptop. So. And you
0: have actually got a new laptop as well, no? It is it's actually a
1: new one. This it's isn't, not just
0: new to me. It's not it's not like a Christopher Griffith because like, I've got this new laptop. <laughs> yeah. Bring out an acorn electron with a fucking 32 inch <laughs> CRT attached to it. Yeah, exactly.
1: I, no, I, this is actually a new laptop that I got. Yeah. Um and it's speedy as fuck. It's the sort of thing where if I start typing in Spotify looking for something, every letter comes up as I press it, which is on. Un- Absolutely alien to I me. I mean,
0: what, it's what most people will be thinking of as a computer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It, it just does, it's,
0: this is novel. We've got
1: a couple of microphones that aren't USB powered. We've got some mic stands, which are varying degrees of working. We've
0: still basically got our overhaul kind of Millennium Falcon, everything's held together with tape and blue oh, yeah. tape kind of vibe. And, and none guy. of
1: this matches each other. It's all just one bit of everything at a yeah. time.
0: Yeah, we, like, we're, we're still keeping it distinctly trampy.
1: Definitely. Oh, well, that's that's my vibe. That is my, yeah, my yeah. shit, isn't it? We're
0: tramping, tramping, cold, yeah. cold, cold tramping.
1: tramping. Uh, but definitely big shout out to Chris Green for giving us this little interface that we're using. The microphones are going through that. Uh, big up we'll Chris Green. Yeah,
0: he, uh, he, he, Him and our friend Doug tried to listen to the New Kids on the Block episode, but they couldn't get through it because of the terrible music.
1: Yeah. Well, this is from one person who's in Taiketo and one person who's in a Journey tribute band.
0: I mean, that's, there's a, there was a lot of hair in that car, do you know what I mean? There, was, I'm sure, yeah. It's like the hairiest car since Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, or, or car, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I was going to say, that <laughs> car's from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck's sake man so yes well, we're back with season two man um sorry for the delay mostly my fault i've been uh, i've been pretty busy i
1: mean basically you're prepping for edinburgh at the minute as well aren't yes. you? yes taking your show up Adam. oh yeah
0: no edinburgh is at the moment it's That's right send, the corner. sending pr emails to people who really don't give a shit um getting flyers done paying for posters, all of this oh, kind yeah, of Oh, yeah, the usual stuff. admin nonsense. Paying for my incredibly expensive single room. The single my single room I'm, I'm paying is nearly two months' worth of mortgage.
1: Fuck sake, <laughs> for what, four weeks? Three weeks, yeah. Three weeks? For three weeks
0: <laughs> and, and a day. <laughs> Fuck me.
1: Oh, God. The life of a, a comic in Edinburgh, everyone's in the same boat. But
0: I am really looking forward to it. So, if you've never listened to the podcast before, Why? Why not? What's wrong with you? Exactly. I mean, there's hardly any podcast available. This is one of, what, five? <laughs> this is very true, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was this, there was that one about your bloke who got locked up when he shouldn't have been.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, James Acaster does the other three. Oh, I yeah, think, yeah. Oh, indeed. What we're doing is we're listening to every single number one album of the 90s in order and talking about it in excruciating detail. Why are we doing it? I mean, there are many, many glib answers. I'll tend to give you one at the start of every podcast, but the real reason is we're music fans, grew up in the 90s, listened to all of the great alternative stuff that was coming out in the 90s, from metal to hip-hop to hardcore to underground to Britpop to Mm -hmm. all of these different things. We were totally immersed in that. And whilst we were doing that, we were completely ignoring what the vast majority of the country were listening to in their Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah,
1: totally oblivious to the the proper top 10 albums. Oblivious. So
0: we st- we've already done 1990, Volume One, uh, yes, yes, or oh, Season One. What are we calling it? I, seasons? That's gonna be, I, I, yeah, I think it's probably gonna be seasons. Oh, I, what, I guess so. fucking Stranger Things. Well,
1: some might say, yes. Uh,
0: yeah, but know we'd have the, we'd get the right album in the right year. Yeah, twats. Yeah, twats. twats. Cut, cut. If anyone's been listening, no, uh, sorry, watching Stranger Things, Cutting Crew died in my arms. Night was in in the show a year before it actually came out.
1: Yeah, it was, like, was in on a radio in the background on episode one. And I was like. That's not right.
0: Full disclosure, Chris DeGreer is the man that, that uh, noticed that. I will also point out, though, that he'd had an Ultra Magnus toy that was out a year before Transformers the movie came out. So that, as far as I'm aware, that toy wasn't released then either. So, and I
1: didn't even know that Magnus Magnuson had toys out. Uh, I, I, was I unaware? No? Right is it too early to quit (laughs) too legit to quit my friend
0: so yeah so that's what we're doing so uh, if you want to hear what went on in 1990 go back and check out season one we have how many episodes? we have 18 uh 16 16 okay
1: and thank you also to everyone who did listen to the first season as we were doing it and got in contact we got such really nice feedback really fucking lovely lovely comments
0: uh, your aunts listen to the podcast.
1: My aunt has listened. To, my mum has now listened to at least one podcast. Oh, okay, wonderful. I'm not sure which one. Uh, she said that she she liked it. I think it was one of the ones where I gave her a mention as. Oh, my mum used to listen to oh, okay. this artist or whatever. So,
0: not yeah. not one of the ones where you called my mum a prostitute. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. She didn't mention that. Might have been. But, no, but apart from, you know, our relatives listening to the podcast, apparently some other people did as well and got in contact. And it's been very, very nice to get that feedback.
0: Yeah. Uh, we've got merch now.
1: Yeah, we got some stickers made.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Literally, merch. We've got some well, yeah, stickers yeah, made. Yeah, so far. If you listen to this podcast and you want a sticker, mm. uh, then you send us a direct message at our Twitter account, which is at PCL podcast. Uh, and, yeah, give us your address and we will send you one. Absolutely. you can Anywhere
1: in the world. Wear it with pride.
0: All right. So, uh, as anyone that's been listening to this podcast for a while knows, the first uh, album of 1990 was Phil Collins. But, seriously, it was a real kind of gem of a gift of a record, a mm. real kind of big one, plenty for us to get our teeth into and talk about. It was a real kind of excellent Album for the oh, it, first was, it was time. the
1: perfect, you know, yeah. first episode intro, yeah. yeah. So,
0: I'm really hoping that for the uh, the first album of 1991, we've got a similar classic, probably a big artist, some real big songs. What, oh, what, yeah. what, what yeah, yeah, what, what, what we got? The first album of
1: 1991, yeah, is uh, is the bombastic classic Enigma's MCMXC, yeah. Uh. Mm. Yeah. They were the, um, not really much. They were the Saladin Exactly, it's the ones who were like, oh, what would make this really boring dance beat better?" Some monks, that would do it and some panpipes. pipes.
0: Wicked. Oh, yeah. so,
1: so, so, yeah, that's that's what we're going into. This first album, it, right, it was it was number 1 for one week only. Yep. And so it was the first one after Christmas. It was the first one actually after Madonna's Immaculate Collection, because that's the last one we yep. did. That was number one for, I think, nine weeks, didn't we say, over Christmas 1990? Biggest selling record of the year. Yeah, and then into 1991. Mm-hmm. First one to knock it off the top spot was Enigma. And that's what we've got. That is what we have said we're going to do. We have to listen to it. We have to talk about it. And so that's what we're doing today. Yeah. So, mm. uh,
0: yeah, okay. So, yeah, it's one
1: week. So it's 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 uh, while it was number one, it wasn't exactly a phenomenon.
0: I mean, it was a big single. I remember. Oh, it's... it was a really
1: big thing, and it spawned a lot of kind of sound like bullshit. But uh, it it wasn't. It's not another but seriously. For example, it's not another one like that. It's. I mean, no. I mean, this, this
0: definitely is a but seriously.
1: <laughs> this... Yeah, true. Look,
0: man. Uh, okay. Um, so um, full disclosure. This is a forty minute seven or eight tracks? uh seven eight, eight seven i think seven or okay however long uh, whatever it is, is we'll right? get to that okay two of those tracks are over 10 minutes long yeah and one of them is you know it's quite difficult to have much to say about this record
1: i agree yes uh it because it doesn't depart very far from its sound mm-hmm. um and like you say there are only so many different tracks that we can actually talk about I suppose the 10-minute the ones are, because it's Ponzi as fuck, are split up into, you know, three parts. It's like uh, some sort of a, not an opera, but
0: I mean, he's, he, look, he, okay, so look, tell, tell me about Enigma. Who is he?
1: Right. Enigma essentially is this one guy. Uh, he's called Michael Cretu, and he's a Romanian-German musician, and the other the female vocalist on it is his wife, Sandra. And so he was going from the late 60s he started he was, he was this apparently very very talented musician when he was young oh, yeah. um and he did loads of kind of session work in the late 60s early 70s uh and in the 70s he wanted to get into pop music he, that was what he wanted to do okay. and he started working with frank Farion, who was mr boney m and right. so he got some work with him and in fact if you listen to rivers of babylon it is this guy michael cretu who's playing the keyboards so okay. he's on that. That's what the sort of thing he was doing. Uh, he formed a band of his own in the 80s and the, who had some hits in Europe, but that doesn't matter at all because hits in Europe are invariably awful.
0: Well, that's a very... Uh, Prove me wrong. I mean, uh, Rock Me Amadeus?
1: Okay. But then I'll counter with Spania.
0: Fuck off. Spania, call me. That's a brilliant <laughs> song. I'm not having that. I'll, I'll, you can have Sabrina. Okay, I'll...
1: Yeah, fair enough. Boys, boys, boys. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Uh, but he was playing on this album by a woman, this Sandra, who he eventually married. But she had a career go, and she was a very successful pop star in Europe. And right. so he was he was producing her albums and playing on them. And then he got married in 1988. And then he had this idea for Enigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out he must have made decent money uh, off all the pet the the. the the pop stuff and the session, the things he was doing, because he set up his own studio in Ibiza. And it's just basically, he just took over the floor of this mansion, this mansion that he lived in, Mm -hmm. took over the one floor and built this huge studio in it. And if you look at it, you can see some of it's online. It sounds like an absolute wanker's dream. Okay, that sounds wrong. It sounds like an absolute twat designed it. Right, Right? okay. Uh, Because it's got... A massive canvas painted with the night sky and lots of star nebulas on it, as seen by the Hubble telescope, apparently. And the floor had a carpet printed with a likeness of the moon's surface. So it's oh, this f- sort of fuck fucking sake. thing. It, yeah, it's all very
0: It's all a bit uh, Davidson Hubbin's girlfriend from Spinal Tap. Yes,
1: it is. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yes. Uh,
0: I bet I bet there were I bet there was the odd crystal in that house. Oh I bet oh my god. Uh, Yeah, I bet some of these tunes were created uh, by channeling chakras.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, But the the other fun thing about this is that uh, the whole thing was demolished in 2008 because it turned out he didn't have planning permission. Good. Yeah, so it was knocked to rubble. Did he get the carpets out? Uh, We'll never know. Well, I say we'll never know because I'm never going to find out. Because I don't care.
0: Do you reckon we could get a, a carpet made of what it looks like uh, now, taken with pictures from the Hubble telescope? Oh no, yeah, that will be a, yeah. a very or meta. the very matter. The Rubble telescope. Oh, I hey! uh, see what you yeah, did there. You, you, I didn't uh, like it. Have you missed us, you pricks? Um, right.
1: <laughs> so that's kind of what Enigma was, and so he went into this project with kind of uh, an idea and a, of a sound in his head that he was like, oh, this hasn't really been done because there was the new agey stuff was going on, yeah. but it hadn't had this sort of a dance element to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, in case, in, just in case you don't, you're a newer listener, you don't really know what the new agey stuff is. I mean, it, uh, you don't see them as much anymore, but there was uh, certainly a time during the 90s where any local high street would have a shop called something like Moon Wolf. No, uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> moon Wolf was in dunstable and you could oh, that's go an actual... in actual oh that was an actual one, Oh, yeah. i thought you're making shit up oh no Fucking you could hell. go in you could purchase uh your dream catchers mm-hmm. your authentic native american uh spiritual items crystals of course candles yeah incense stuff about buddha right yeah there was a lot of a lot, lurid, of, a lot of lurid stuff a lot of yin yang right a lot of kind of tarot cards yeah a lot of kind stuff like your um horoscopes yeah like you know like everyone everyone knows someone who's got an aunt that smokes weed and wears tie dye right yeah that's where either she was running that shop or she was or she was in keeping them in business yeah. yeah right and like you can you, you can see all the people that did it because they're the same people that you see wearing wolf fleeces these days You're right. oh
1: well I like them they're do fun you? yeah okay well I like looking at their wolf fleeces but you don't let them in your pub though do fuck you fuck no fuck no <laughs> So, yeah, he had this idea, and it, well, to be, you know, to be fair to him, if that's the, the, the right phrase, it hadn't really been done before, but maybe there was a reason for that. Mm. Uh, but having said that, this album spent 57 weeks in the UK chart. So, uh, while it was only number one for one week, it lingered like a bad smell.
0: You know why, though, don't you? It's because the world will never, ever run out of fucking people with no taste at all mm. that want to demonstrate to their friends at dinner parties that they've got some kind of idea about culture all oh, right and this They're is exactly that fucking record right like, oh yeah have you heard this oh it's really interesting yeah let me talk to you about it let's do some coke let's uh, <laughs> yeah this is you know like i say man this is this is music that is designed to go in sales reps cars yeah trundle up and down the m25 i mean jesus christ if you like anyway i mean hmm. mm.
1: i'm
0: trying i'm trying to i'm trying not to tell you what i think about all the... um, yeah we should hold some back for the actual I mean, we, we've, we've got it haven't we guys if you've if you've listened to this before you see where we're going with this yeah and i went into this trying to like it i i went in
1: i went in knowing that i didn't like the the, the single that i knew but I was prepared to be surprised by the rest.
0: See, I quite like the main single. I, I, yeah. Um, or S- Sadness Part, part 2. What? Was it Part 1? Part 1, one yeah. Oh, okay. Sadie, sadiness. S- yeah, quite. Shardiness. Shadeness. Um, but so I, you know, I went into the thing. And, I, and so I, you know, today, mm-hmm. I set myself up. I thought, okay, maybe musically this isn't going to be completely my thing. But I've got mm-hmm. a set of really nice headphones. Right, where, yes, which wear, you are wearing. Yeah, Wearing them now, wearing them now. Um and I went, and it was a beautiful sunny day, and I'd finished work, and I thought, right, well, I'll take the dog out. Yeah. So I went out with waffles, went down to ha- – oh, I can't say those words because he will get excited. Oh. I went down to uh, our local park mm. – other parks are available uh, – and thought, well, okay, the sun's out. I've got really nice quality. So if I'm going to get anything out of this record, I'll be out in nature, and, you know, I know it's kind of really high-fidelity recording. Maybe I'll get something out of it uh-huh.
1: that way. Yeah. Good. Okay, well, we'll see how that went for you as we walk through. That's, yeah. That look tells me a lot. Uh, but just in terms of other stats, uh, it was it went gold or platinum in twenty five countries. Almost every single song on this was used in an ad or on a TV show at the time. Yeah, because it's it very much fits that.
0: I man, everyone who bought this record was in fucking marketing.
1: Uh, well, indeed, and it was it, it must have opened up so many marketing eyes. They went, oh, that's perfect for. This product because it's fucking product.
0: Oh yeah, this it gives a it gives a classy
1: feel yeah. without
0: being in any way offensive.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the states, this album stayed in the Billboard Top 200 for 282 weeks, so which is crazy. I mean, mm. that is well, fair enough. The Top 200 is probably selling. Two hundred a week at the bottom end. I don't know, but uh, no,
0: I reckon. I reckon in, in I reckon nineteen ninety one. I reckon you're probably like, yeah, still right? selling a lot of records, maybe. in America, maybe.
1: But by January ninety four, uh, it had sold over fourteen million copies around the world. So this was a big album uh, over time, for sure. And I suspect was it probably was much bigger in Europe than it was in the UK. I think
0: you're probably right, but just imagine fourteen million that's... CDs. And they all and, and, and they haven't biodegraded. No, They're choking turtles left, right, and centre. Yeah. Uh, if I may, though, because
1: uh, we usually do a little bit on the front cover of the album. Oh yeah. Neither of us have a copy of this album because we've not been stupid enough to, to I'm, actually I'm buy not, it. I'm not playing it. No, no. Right. Even if I saw it for a quid in a charity shop, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. But it's it's a figure of a, uh, it's a cross on a black background. It looks like a stained glass window. Mm-hmm. Is religious uh, imagery. Yeah. But I did look up, uh, and apparently there's some fucking ripe quotes inside the sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me just go through some of these for you. You know, little, almost those sort of things that you see on motivational posters. Okay. So, the path of excess leads to the tar of wisdom, which is a misquote of uh, William Blake.
0: So Say that again?
1: The path of excess leads to the tar of wisdom.
0: The path of excess leaves to, to, to the Tower of Wisdom. Yeah. Hang on a minute. Well, it doesn't mean anything. Well, I mean, I mean it, no, well, it does. It's just bollocks. Well, yeah. Look at Vince Neil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, his Tower of Wisdom is pretty short. Well, yeah, that's one of the quotes. Uh, another one. A Sigmund Freud quote, because this is intellectual, don't you know? Mm. The pleasure of satisfying a savage instinct, undomesticated by the ego, is uncomparably much more intense than the one of satisfying a tamed instinct. The reason is becoming the enemy that prevents us from a lot of possibilities of pleasure.
0: Okay, and that's a very, like, kind of hedonistic, barbed quote, okay? Mm-hmm what the fuck does that have to do with anything that's happened with well, record? Well, it's because it's all,
1: he's, he's trying to invoke the kind of the Marquis de Sade and carnal pleasures and that sort of stuff throughout the album. So he's talking about uh, uh, trying to satisfy untamed instincts rather than tamed instincts, oh, no, letting I've, yourself go.
0: I mean, I've i got it, right? And that's why, you know, and that's why I spelt sadness like sad, right? Well, and yes, right? This is the least sexy record I've ever heard, right? I couldn't even have a wank to this. No, I couldn't. No. I, this, this, if this came on whilst I was having one, it would stop me dead in my tracks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, this is not this is not sexual music. I mean, look, right, at what point do you go, okay, right, I'm really getting into the mood, right? I'm really... Uh, okay, right, bring in the monks. <laughs>
1: yeah! <laughs> well, it depends if you're watching In the Name of the Rose.
0: Well... Uh, uh, Well, I have had a wank, (laughs) (laughs) and if you're over forty, so have you. We will have amazing. Um, But I don't know. Is this God? I I don't. We live in such politically sensitive times. I don't want to. I don't want this to be misconstrued as racist. But this is kind of what I think a German stroke Romanian man might think of as sexy. I'll
1: tell you what this reminded me of. Uh, in terms of absolute characterization of this guy, Michael yeah. Cretu. You know the Simpsons episode where uh, uh, Grandpa Simpson and Mr. Burns are in a tontine for, and there's some stolen artwork from the World War II right. that whoever dies last is going to get, and yeah. they're fighting over that. And at the very end, the uh, the artwork is unearthed, and then the FBI turn up because they find the original owner's grandson, this German guy. And he's the one at the very end who pulls up in a flashy sports car in a white tuxedo with terrible techno music blaring and shouts, get a room fun, boys! And then (laughs) takes it and fucks off into the distance. That is the sort of uh, German musician I think this Michael Kretu is. I think he's, he's that just soulless, uh, think-so-much-of-himself, up-himself twat.
0: Yeah, I mean, and there you go. and that's. I could be wrong. It's the acceptable form of racism. (laughs) (laughs) Just stick that up your arse, Uh Andrew Merkel. Good. Leave means
1: leave. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, to be honest, if this is the sort of music they're listening to in the continent, I might move to Bolton.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. This is fucking terrible.
1: But we have spent about half an hour and we haven't even put a song on, so we should probably get into it a little bit yeah, so okay. we can actually do this. Yeah, okay. Track number one.
0: I don't like it. Let's. Uh, that was all from Pop Collaborate and Listen. Um, we'll <laughs> see you again <laughs>
1: next week. <coughs> so track one is called The Voice of Enigma.
0: Sounds a bit cryptic.
1: Hmm. Well, it is very much just kind of an introduction to the rest of the album it's not really a song
0: well we'll revisit that in a bit
1: <laughs> well i suppose that's true yeah this little bit this uh the kind of the the, the swirling keyboardy bit and the little clarinet or something is actually a, a sample of a left field song but it's played backwards
0: this is pre-leftism, left. Oh, field, this is very it?
1: early. Is, I'd never heard I of don't this track really, before. Do you know what? As, as long as
0: I've been in a left field, I don't think I've ever really visited anything pre-leftism.
1: No, no. And then this—this this this is the voice of Enigma. This is uh, a woman, with us is, and I thought this was presumably his wife. Turns out, no. I not anyway. Why did you presume it was his wife? Well, because she does the rest of the vocals on here. Oh, okay. So I, I assumed it was her speaking. Uh, it's actually an executive from Virgin Records.
0: Well, that's, that. And that tells you everything you need to know about a fucking record.
1: No, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know why they just went, you uh, you miss whoever who's in charge of marketing, presumably. Can you just say these things for me?
0: Probably the because of the crazy kind of spontaneous guy he kind of is. Now look at my carpet of the moon. <laughs>
1: This I've got a note. This is exactly how I feared this
0: album would start. Look, the, the problem with this is it's just really pompous and self-important. Mm. It kind of starts with this kind of like kind of s- serious build up to like something important's going to happen.
1: R- okay, yeah, you got
0: you got you got these kind of faux intellectual psycho babble on the. On the intro, yeah, and it's like, okay, so what we got next? Well, it's all ve- it's taking itself very, very seriously. Oh yeah, there's not a, there is not a... this isn't tongue in cheek or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine one of the top ten worst things that could happen to you in your life, mm. is you could find yourself at a dinner party and this bloke could tell you a story he thought was amusing. Right. Okay, yeah. Because there is nothing worse than someone who has no sense of humour that thinks they're funny. Right, sure. Yeah, it's, it's bad, man. It's excruciating. It is.
1: It's. Uh, I mean, it's thankfully short because it is just an intro. Yeah. But it's uh, real nonsense. It's proper nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I looked up, uh, Wikipedia describes Enigma's genres, right? I was like, how do you... How you know, if you had to say to someone, how would you describe Enigma... Uh, they've got world beat, new age, ambient, downtempo, and that's just some. That mixture is a
0: fucking terrible potion. Oh yeah, man, that's like that's like ah, everything that's good about music has mm. been sucked out of music. Yeah, and this is what you get left. This is like you ah. know, like if you ever like if you use one of those juicers. Right. You're looking at me, but of course yeah, I yeah. You yeah. use a juicer and you basically you get you get one pot, which is all the beautiful juice that's extracted from it, and just, the other one is just the mulch. Right, sure. It's just this fucking <laughs> mulch, and it's good for nothing but disposing of. Do you right. know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's like oh, what's this I've created? Oh, this is a shame. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at it and it's like, oh, you leave it a day and it f- smells worse than the inside of your dog's anus. Oh, it's Christ. Like, it, yeah, it, that's what this, like, this is. It's the mulch. Right, sure. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. We should add that into the Wikipedia genre.
1: Mulch. Description mulch. Yeah. Dog's anus mulch.
0: It's proficient, though.
1: The thing is, it goes from the, the start, where it's just that sort of very slow, gentle keyboard intro. And then it's yeah. got some of the horns. It's got some breathy vocals. And then at the end, it starts with the Gregorian chanting, which is where we're going to go next. Yeah. But it's like, mate, that's a... Terrible path that you've taken me on.
0: Is it? Is there? Do we know where he? Where his interest in like, the Gregories came from? <laughs>
1: um, I, I did read something on Mickey about it, but it was—I think it was just that he liked the signs or the overlapping signs or something like that. And I think it was more to, that nobody had
0: really done it. Yeah, but you know what, man? You know why no one had really done oh, it? Oh, totally. You know, and it's like, okay, you've done it once. Okay. Oh, that—that's tick that box sure yeah
1: Yeah. oh it was novelty was it you're just you going to try that Yeah. see if it works
0: ok just try that the once uh-huh. I mean there's 8 tracks in this album we'll only need to hear it the once
1: right well shall we see how uh, track 2 starts then yeah so yeah we're carrying through the Gregorian chanting but now we've got a pretty uh, average drum beat
0: yeah no, this is the answer to the question. What if CNC Music Factory weren't any fun? <laughs> yes, he really loves he really loves that kind of big kind of peca- like a big kind of drum sound, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that is a sound. That's a soul to soul.
1: Let's keep on moving, the zombie. Yeah. Um, but it's ripped out of any context, so it's very bland and out. But it's a big, so big drum sound. Well, there
0: is no groove anywhere on this record.
1: No, well there's very little. Well, it's I to say very little bass, but it's there's not really no, there's no groove to it, there's no funk to it, no swagger. That's not what he's going for. And so yeah, he's he's going for this. And this this is uh, so track two is it's actually called Principles of Lust. Mm-hmm. And it's a, sort of an act in three parts. One of those parts is this, which is the single release. This is Sadness Part One. But it's it, like you said, it was it's written as the Marquis de sadness.
0: Well, you know, that bit though—that little refrain in there. It, it, that, it, it just sounds like um, "Don't Make Me Wait" by uh, on the bass. Okay, yeah, fair, yeah, fair. <coughs> and this is this is what you know. For me, this is this is the kind of the tragic death knell of acid house.
1: It only been going about two years, really. I think. Yeah, but
0: that's it, though. I mean, you know, but you know, you only have to draw two years between Nirvana and Catherine Wheel, right? Yeah, sure. and that's and that's what all this. You know, this is someone with, you know, uh, uh, too much, uh, too much craft and not enough art. Right. You know what I mean? We talk about this sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I, you know, again, you know, argue about it with our musician friends as well. Being able to play music and knowing the theory of music and what goes where mm-hmm. okay enables you to make great music but it doesn't mean you can
1: Are you sure yeah it helps in your process but it's not the key to it yeah and you it's know.
0: you know and it's, it's that thing of whether you look at music as an art or a craft and certainly <laughs> this is a well crafted Oh, definitely. This is all very, very well crafted. It's all very well produced. It's all, you know, beautifully, beautifully put together. But fuck me, it's boring. Oh, it's so dull. It's yeah. so boring, lifeless. It's like a new build house, fucking dripping in beige. It's like, you yeah. know uh, Obviously,
1: this was kind of novel at the time. The sound of it, etc. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's just because it's dated badly. I think it. If you take this apart, it sounds awful. You know, mm. the, the panpipe keyboard thing that he was doing there as well just sounds offensively turgid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, there, there was, there's no reason why you'd want that as your hook. To, like, you've got a fucking synthesizer. You can do whatever you want.
0: I know he is doing whatever he well, wants. Well, that is true. That's the fucking problem. He has synthesized everything. I tell you, I tell you there's, there's another problem that I... That, Yep. That, that comes through. I mean, we'll get to the middle of the song. We get to the second part. Yeah, what's the second part called?
1: Uh, the second part is find love.
0: Yeah, fuck off, mm. right? Find what? What is found? Found sounds. That's the word. Right. Uh, d- d- is there a phrase that fucking strikes fear into you more than that? It's like, <laughs> It's like you know, I mean, if you you know, you, you wake up hungover, you put a six music on, and you realize it's Sunday, and Caris Matthews is fucking sure. on about something. Yep. And someone's going, "Oh yeah, we went out there." It's, it's always someone with an education. Do you know what I mean? Right. It's always someone that's had too much money spent on their education. And he's going, "Oh yeah, we went out to the middle of the woods and uh, we found some found sounds." It's like, mate. Oh, don't do that. It's like you've never worked in a factory. Ever. <laughs>
1: You yeah prick
0: right and, it, yeah, and it's that there's nothing more terrifying than the world of found sounds and people fucking you know we made
1: this out of bird song and rivers yeah, no, yeah i mean no. look man
0: i love me some brian eno but fuck me he's got a lot to answer for
1: oh indeed it's not his fault but god damn it yeah fucking hell Eno. know
0: he knows wow <laughs> Shocker. Oh, fucking. It. Someone like should have a t shirt made of that. You know, you know, obviously, you know. God.
1: <laughs> Dreadful.
0: Oh, fuck me. Not as bad as this, though, is it?
1: Okay. No, uh, no, fair. Is there a
0: didgeridoo in this as well? I don't remember there being a didgeridoo.
1: Probably hallucinating. Uh, maybe. That, then. And the thing is, I looked this up as well because I was thinking, why would you deliberately go for pan pipes? Why would you hit the pan setting on whatever keyboard you've got? And uh, it's not pan pipes. It is a. Shakuhachi flute, I don't bet, you know?
0: I bet that's the real name for a I joke. suspect so. Yeah. yeah,
1: I suspect that's what people who have travelled to Peru once call panpipes.
0: I reckon it really inflects on the accent. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I seem to remember I, I ran afoul of this in a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, indeed. That, yeah, I'm going to fucking not double down <laughs> too much on that. But um, look, man, this is. Oh God, this is this is the best song on the album. I wouldn't go that far. I, there's there's one
1: I don't think is as bad as this. Yeah, honestly. But this is shocked. This is really bad.
0: What it lacks in quality, it also lacks in brevity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddammit. <laughs> Why couldn't this be one minute, 15 seconds as well? Yeah, what, what, what it lacks in quality, it makes up for in no way. <laughs> in no way at all. This is, yeah. this is, I, I mean, the, oh this is everything that's wrong. This is American Psycho. Do you okay, know what I mean? this uh-huh. is everything wrong with uh, kind of late eighties and early nineties. I think this is not good. No, I.
1: It's it's a bloke, wanking around on a keyboard, uh, putting two genres together that he shouldn't be messing with, mm-hmm. and apparently hitting a chord with some very bored people in 1991
0: yeah but i tell you this this is what this is though it's uh, it's elements of lots of things that are being used in interesting and creative ways right that are boiled down to the bit that you don't have to chew the most so you can hear it and go oh yeah i kind of Good, though. Mm, you know, oh, sure, yeah. You know, it, you know, it's nothing challenging. There's nothing dangerous about it. It is almost designed to be background. It's all, like like
1: we mentioned before, this is sounds like it's designed to be in ads.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's like that music they put on when you go for a massage, isn't it? Right, sure. You know, you know the music.
1: Uh, yeah, because I've been for a massage. I've
0: never been for a massage. You've never been for a massage? No. I mean, I can imagine that you've never been for like a therapeutic massage, but but not not even that. You must have been for a rub and tug. Uh, Certainly not, mate. Honestly, mate, if I look up on the internet now and ask for put in rub and tug customer, it's just you in your big (laughs) coat. It's a picture of you in your big coat. Big red faced. Yeah, no, no, not even red faced, just looking a little bit awkward. Uh Probably holding your torch. Right. i just realized that might have sounded like i mean of course you have like, like i have i haven't okay
1: no 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 neither of us definitely not
0: no, no this just sounds like a lie now
1: mm. uh, this reached number one in december of 1990 which is why the album then went to uh to number one in january this was a big single this was, was massive. all over the radio the samples of the chanting uh, they are from a 1976 German album, which he used without permission, it turned out. And so he got sued in 1994, which was settled out of court, and I'd imagine for quite a big sum. Because Good. Oh, God, yeah, because the smaller amount of money this man has to make more music, the better society is.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, you know, he's, he, uh, to be honest with you, right, he's had a run of bad luck. And if anything, it's making me believe there might be a God. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't care for this record. No,
1: no. Uh, the the vocals, when they come in, that breathy, that the, the, the sad, dis-moi. Uh, uh, as in, Marquis de Sade, tell me, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah,
0: the big, the big refrain. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's...
1: It's just, uh, it's cringeworthy.
0: Yeah, it's not good.
1: And again, this is where, because this whole, this act, or rather this piece... That this is part of is called Principles of Lust. It's all supposed to be a little bit erotic and a bit, you know. Uh, oh, you shouldn't be talking about these things in a pop song, but it comes off as just. I mean, it oh, was awkward. I
0: mean, you're nearly ten years after fucking Frankie said, you know. Sure. relax.
1: And in the same year, within the same six months, as Madonna released uh, Justify, Justify My, My Love. Love. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Um, yeah,
1: so, so it's like it's supposed to be taboo, but. It comes across as try-hard. It comes across as like, oh, let, let's see if we can uh, spark some controversy. Let's see if radio will play this. Of course they will. It's dull as fuck. It's, it's bland.
0: It, this, this is like if you kind of, you know, you kind of, you, you get with someone and they, they're messaging you going, you yeah, know, like, I'm really into, you know, I'm really into some some dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I really, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah,
1: you, uh, you, you wouldn't like what I'm into. Uh,
0: I'm really into some real fucking stuff. And you get around the house and they bring out a pair of, pink furry fucking handcuffs. I've shown up with a machete. (laughs) On some mulch. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't like this.
1: No, uh, no, the the video as well is hilarious. I I haven't watched it. Obviously, it's primitive as shit because it was made in 1990. It's bad green screen, or blue screens at that point. It's terrible special effects, and it's all, again, very serious. So they really are going for, oh, no, just follow us into this journey, this sensual journey, and it's awful. There's monks in it, obviously. There's a woman who's topless and breathing heavily looking into the camera, and uh topless yourself. Uh, well you can see that she's got no top on you can't see anything below the neck sorry to disappoint and then there's a monk who opens the door and is scared by what's inside uh and then and then he runs away and he wakes up and it was a dream well yeah bullshit mate mm. bullshit there's monk's monk's writing this on a, on a bit of parchment and he, he has a dream and that's this song
0: Cack what, what do you call the uh the brother who has to prepare all the potatoes
1: It has to prepare all the potatoes. I don't know.
0: He's the chipmunk.
1: Nice. Okay. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Uh, I deserve that from all the bullshit I put you through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shall we try a bit of the second movement, Find Love, or do you want to just skip to the next song?
0: Uh, we can do, yeah.
1: Let's, let's do a little bit. Let's see if I can find it.
0: What do you, what do you call the, uh, oh. the the brother that that does the scream? The screen? Scream. The screamer? Yeah. I don't know. Call him uh, Edward Monk.
1: Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Good. A little bit of uh, culture there. Yeah. Interesting. Well done, everyone who's involved with that one. Well, yeah, it's just me. Well, I'm involving me too now. Oh, no. I, I listened to it. Well, this. I had to listen to it.
0: You made us listen to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, I'm going to see if I can find a bit of uh, the, the second movement, which is Find Love. Oh, yeah, so it starts off with a little kind of bubbles. Whale song,
0: possibly, in the background? I mean, it's just spa bullshit.
1: Yes. Then then bit comes in. keyboards and some horn comes in I do remember uh, I made a note that whenever the kind of the the rest of the instruments come in so I might skip ahead a minute, I'll leave it going. Um, one of the sounds that uh, makes up the instruments. It reminded me of the sound it makes when you take the USB stick out of a computer unexpectedly, mm-hmm, and it just goes. I got that seems to be running through it for no good reason. Found sounds, mate. Found sounds. Oh, that's my horn. Listen to that oh, that's beep, oh. <laughs> that Ah, oh. oh. oh, this is awful.
0: Yeah. This is like. This is like. This is like uh, if the singer from Curiosity killed the cat, left the band, and they did a jazz combo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terrible shit. And then, yeah. And, and a... I, think, I think
0: that's exactly what it's like. Right? That's if you're, it's the kind of music you hear, if you're out in Eastern Europe on like, you know, on a holiday and you find, and you find yourself in a in a bar, that's the kind of shit you're going to hear playing. Right, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And you're like, okay, well, ugh, it's awful.
1: It is. Um... There's some more chanting on it. There's some more breathy vocals. It's doing the same stuff over a different backing. Right,
0: look, we've devoted enough time to this song. Indeed. Too much time.
1: Yeah, I'm not. let's not even bother with the third part.
0: The third, the third part is exactly the same as the first part.
1: Uh, with more piano is the only difference. Yeah, and, yeah. It,
0: and it has more of the bit that sounds like Bomb the Bass in it.
1: Right, so yeah. Okay, now, done. Let's absolutely move on. Track three. This is called Callas uh, Went Away.
0: Not callas, it's a song about when his foot got better. Faruka <laughs> <laughs> <Veruca> be gone. <laughs> okay, so we've got the big swirly.
1: Yeah, birdsong.
0: Kind of sounds like. More that, Again, it sounds, sounds a bit like the start of a uh, left field track. Sure, but actually. If it yeah. was a left field track, a massive beat with it and bass line would be about to come and You'd be having a lovely time. Right, sure. So is there, is there a big bass line coming in for this?
1: Well, uh, well, let's throw this open to the polls. Is it A or B? Bass line or no bass line? Of course there's not. It's a fucking plinky piano about to come in. Tinny shit. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it turns out this whole thing, this entire intro, birdsong, drums, uh, are from a Mike and the Mechanics song. There you go. From 1985. Because who wouldn't want to sample an unknown Mike The Mechanic song? I mean, <sighs> it's like he's, he's taken this mega bland song, yeah, and he's just double
0: blanded it. It's like, I mean, it's, it's not exactly what it's not exactly what kind of cu- like Cutmaster Kurt had in mind, really, is it? Or no. Herc or any of those guys? No. No. It's like we can play the very, very best bit. Of some of our favorite records mm. and loop them, and we can, you know, oh, we can, we can make a new thing. And this guy's gone, Oh, yeah, you know, we can also do it <laughs> with all the records that no one's ever used. <laughs> <to.
1: laughs> <laughs> maybe it's a, he, he, he was like, uh, went into whatever it, it, record library and was like, Okay, I'm gonna do this one. Let's have the funky drummers set. Oh, maybe someone's just used that. Uh, oh, okay, well, the amen aim, aim break. Someone's just used that, man. I'm so sorry. Any James Brown? It's all been done. Well, what else you got? I mean, do you
0: think that this record actually are we being unfair to him mm. do you think the universe made this record do you think the law of, <laughs> the law of relativity suggests yes. right that because we have you know because we have great hip-hop records yeah. making great use of those breaks that this record has to exist this is the balance is yeah, it? yeah so this is this can basically this can level off the floor. so he's he you know we're giving him all this shit he knows right but he knows that if he doesn't do it Chernobyl. Well, you could be right. If we want to
1: give him that credit, I'm happy to give him that credit. But that's the only credit. It's the only way I'll forgive him for making this album. This is a terrible build up to nothing. Nothing happens, and then some more nothing happens again, and it finishes with nothing. Yeah, it's a a real roller coaster. I mean, in an album of low points, this is a pretty low point, this one. Uh, Move on to track four. If we must. Right, so this is Mea Culpa this was the second single this was released in april of 1991
0: uh, big business in the charts um,
1: i haven't made a note so i'm going to assume no but the thing is right this bit you can hear the the bells that that kind of again atmospheric stuff from the bells ringing before before <laughs> this <there's, off
0: Quasimodo. laughs> before this
1: right, that that's black sabbath That's Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. That's the intro of them, the the, the bells, before it kicks into that fucking evil guitar riff that they put on it. Mm. And again, he's taken that and just ripped it away from anything that might ever be good.
0: Yeah, You know why that breakbeat? Well, there's
1: there's a Led Zeppelin break. He's got Sabbath and he's got Zeppelin on his track and it's god-awful. That that takes some skill to, to fuck up that.
0: Yeah. I'm trying so hard to be bright and breezy about this but I am finding this record I know. listen to that why it's like me I mean, it's like what, what
1: you've okay at least you've got a big banging drum beat you know this is one of the classic beats that uh, load of hip hop producers have used and it's at the front of it he's not hiding it away he's got a big old uh, feel to it and then it's just more panpipes pipes and a breathy vocal from Sandra Sandra as well Sandra I know like oh and here's Karen yeah yeah
0: Oh, there have been some good Karens.
1: Karen Wheeler, I suppose. Karen O. Yeah, true. My Aunt Karen. Karen. Is
0: <laughs> <laughs> that the holy book? Yeah. Yeah. MC Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we, I think we should, because this is obvious obvious bullshit. Yeah. But let me skip to. Oh, so I, was,
0: I thought the other one. They weren't, oh. they, were they? They were, they were raisins, weren't they? Not Karens. Oh, no. Oh, no,
1: what? no, no. no. I'm gonna to skip to two minutes fifty, so right. we can hear the searing guitar solo that comes in here. Me here we go. Now that's that's a man on a mountain, with hair blowing in the wind.
0: Do you think it's? Do you think it's it's our man? Your man. Your man.
1: Oh, did he Mike,
0: did he play the guitar? Um,
1: I, well, he was. A, I mean, he's a classically trained musician, so it's entirely possible. I suspect he plays the guitar. I'm, I'm
0: just thinking, like, you know, if he's on a mountain. Oh, yeah! Opportunity knocks. <laughs> Get yeah. the shaming along. They could move it. Hey, oh, any man in. We buy any car. <laughs> dot com. <laughs> we we make man man
1: <laughs> dot <com>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, So that that did crack me up whenever that guitar came in because it's so, such a dick of a song uh, with palm pipes everywhere, and then is this just? Oh, hold on. Guitar solo time. Yeah. Mate, this doesn't work. That
0: was terrible. And I love a guitar solo. Oh, of course. I love oh, a guitar course. solo. Shout out to Chris Green. Yeah. Um, that's, anytime a guitar is mentioned. Yeah, true. Or hair.
1: <laughs> or shitting
0: yourself. Or shitting yourself, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's just awful. Just awful. Um, but, as I said, I think that is less bad than Sadness Part 1
0: oh no you're completely wrong I,
1: it's purely because of that massive drum break
0: no see I, I think that's a re- I, I think that's a really really uh, badly used drum break
1: but at least I can listen to that and like the break there was nothing about Sadness see, I, Part 1 I, I, I
0: like. that far out of context I don't like the break yeah? yeah
1: okay that that song that I don't like is my high point that's your high point yeah that, fuck it I man. know <sighs> God. Um that's
0: like picking the favorite poo that you're drowning in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like I've fallen in this t- I've fallen in the toilets at a festival. Yeah. But this is my favorite. Turd. Look at this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me. All
1: right, well look, before we get into track 5, before we move on to this, let us do a little bit of the kind of the rundown of the rest of the charts that are going on at this point in time.
0: Okay. Well we're gonna do things slightly differently this week, aren't we?
1: We are. Uh we'll do what's in the top ten albums and singles, but we do have a confession to make. In that we have recorded an episode of season two already. We've recorded uh, episode three. So,
0: yeah, what it comes down to is our good mate, Si Sharp, part of the Beats Rehab crew. Uh, yeah, part of the Beat Rehab crew. He's a 45-year-old fucking man. <laughs> <isn't he? laughs> yeah. How old is he? forty? How old, is he? Mild? No, he's 43. Yeah, he's your age, 43. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry for calling you 45, Si. You just look 45. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically he was down and there was a particular record that he had some authority on, so we wanted to talk about that. With
1: yeah, him. exactly. So we started it, which does mean that whenever he was here, we went through the top 10 singles of that week. Yeah. And we talked about them in proper detail with him there. So it was... Because it made sense, while he was there, we get a lot more reaction. Yeah. But it does mean that we've covered some of the ones that we're going to talk about today. So, yeah. so
0: basically, we had two choices. We could either talk about them again now and double up. Yeah, Or we could cut out that part of the other conversation, which we thought was not something we wanted to do. Or we could just skip over them here and leave you guys anticipating our mm. hot takes on these 1991 singles for two more weeks. Imagine that. The tension. Uh, I mean, the tension... Such anticipation! Oh my god! Well, I called this record self-important earlier. Can you? Imagine? Oh god! Yeah, true. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk a load of bollocks about it in a couple of weeks. So we're going to just give you some headlines on this. So we're going to do yeah. it, We're going to do the singles and the albums in one go. Indeed,
1: because again, uh, if we if we think of this as coming off the back of the immaculate collection, which was our last podcast, a lot of these albums are the same. So we mm-hmm. we, we just rattle through the top ten albums. Number ten is MC Hammer's "Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Him." Okay. which, as we know, was huge in the States all through 1990 and yep. is is making some some waves over here, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine is Three Tenors in Concert, which we had to talk about already. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Vanilla Ice to the Extreme, which, again, we've mentioned. Yeah, Seven, Phil Collins' Serious Hits Live, the live version, which we've seen a few times before hit the, in the top ten.
0: They should have just called that S-Hits.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope the artwork reflected that. I do as well. Uh, at number six, uh, Chris Isaac's Wicked Game was a new entry this week. So, that's actually, we do have a new entry. Okay,
0: well, we'll talk about that with Cy.
1: Si. Yeah, indeed. Uh, number five, Whitney Houston's I'm Your Baby Tonight, which mm-hmm. we've seen. Four, David Lee Roth, A Little Ain't Enough. Fucking hell. Which I'll admit I've never listened to because I wouldn't give a shit about that. Mm. But I bet you, I bet you there's some stuff on there that I'd be like, okay, this is quite fun. But I bet you as an album, it's terrible.
0: I mean, 1990 David Lee Roth. Yeah. He's past his best it at this point. Well, it's,
1: it's not a, a good prospect. Number two is Elton John's Best Of, and number or sorry, number three is Elton John's Best Of, number two is Madonna's Immaculate Collection. Right. Okay. So that is your top ten albums. It's, it's all stuff that we have done before or talked about before. Yeah, albums released in this w- week or out at this time. Motorheads 1916. Which I don't know as an album. Uh, at have, all. You, have you heard
0: any Mighty Head albums? No, of course not. Uh, you haven't heard a Motorhead album at all? No. You heard a Motorhead Head single?
1: Yes. Ten of them. Oh, that's exactly why I haven't bothered listening to a Motorhead album. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm sure that's the truth. But peaking at number 36 in the charts this week is Gangstar's Step in the Arena. Oh. So there's an album. That's a big album. Oh, there's an album. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that Gangstar exists and we listen to Enigma.
1: Yeah. What are we doing? We've, we've planned this very badly, this should we podcast. Start, should we start a podcast about Gangstar Records? Or just a podcast about records that got to number 36 mm. in the UK charts. Uh, but that's that's only two albums I could see, were Motorhead and Gangstar. Well, you know. Okay. There's something, it's a bit interesting for a January, a cold January in 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, Singles-wise, in this week, number 10 is the Grease Megamix, which is... It was, I remember that just being everywhere so that's 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 fine You, you'll, everyone knows the Grease Megamix number 9 I'm going to play this to you and see if you know it because you're going to hate this the Grease Megamix is
0: what I call the stuff that I don't wash from under my foreskin <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> fuck oh,
1: that's, that's, that's in there now this episode isn't getting the <laughs> same new listeners is it oh I hope my mum doesn't hear this one <laughs> Uh, right, this is this was at number at uh, nine in the charts so this week. Like. Listen to this shit. Oh, 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 oh
0: pause. Oh no, I don't know if you're going the right direction with that. Yeah, it's um, it's a Robert Palmer newbie yeah. yeah, mercy, mercy, mercy me. me. <laughs>
1: oh dear me, that that's a top ten hit. That is mate, top ten. Uh, number eight is "I've Had the Time of My Life" re-release. Uh, Bill Medley, Jennifer Warns. Is Robert
0: Palmer dead? Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. He had some brilliant songs. Yeah, but then he did that. Oh, true. It's, do you know what? Right? Fucking Hitler painted some great paintings. <laughs> well, he he painted some paintings. Uh, oh, sorry, mate. I didn't realise
1: you're an art critic. I've seen art. I've have you seen Hitler's art? I've seen, yeah, I've seen the, the one he did. is it of? I've seen Hitler's uh, art? Not me, of course. We the, all have the the, the Fuhrer's <laughs> ring piece. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nick Fuhrer, <laughs> whole Hitler. Whole
1: Hitler. Shit. Oh God! Oh fuck what? me! <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we doing? I don't know. This,
0: <laughs> the, I've got a feeling this is all unusable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! Fuck's sake! Oh right, let's. Um, yeah. Yes, number seven. <laughs> yeah, is offshore. I can't take the par, uh, which I barely remember. If I, I'm honest, don't it. Really so, are
0: they talking about John Par? Oh, I hope so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Number six is two in a room's wiggle it just a little bit. Well, just li- just a little bit, mate. As a it grooves. Bit. So we do talk about that on the the podcast coming up. So we'll move on. Number five. Number fucking five, mate.
0: Dance now. Mm, 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 mm. Did is... I mention I can dance? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh
1: my lord, this is big tune. Absolutely brilliant. Uh,
0: I was like you, know, th- like, you know, that sound hasn't aged particularly well. But I, no, I, I remember loving the shit out of that when I was a kid. Totally. Trying to do the kick step. Oh, yeah. Trying, yeah, trying yeah. to dance like your man. Right, sure. Not being able to, being a very, very skinny white kid. And <laughs> and yeah. a pair of Air Jordans that were a size too big. Yeah. Thought it was going to grow into them. Didn't. Oops. There we go. But yeah, it's just a great party tune. It's brilliant. And,
1: and, and I don't think there was ever a period... Since its release, where it fell out of fashion as a party tune, you know, it even whenever it was very uncool. Let's say in the late '90s or whatever, it's still a great party tune. You put that on, shit's kicking oh, I'm off. I'm gonna
0: play a montage. Oh,
1: it's fucking brilliant. Um, I I do admit though, I cannot hear it without thinking of that Simpsons episode. Another Simpsons uh, thing here, where they go to the the steel mill and. Uh, this comes on as they yeah. as they all break up. I said, "What? Well, didn't you know that all steel mills are all steel workers are gay?" Like, keep <laughs> keep reaching for that rainbow, steel workers <laughs> of America.
0: <laughs> and just go, arr, 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 arr. fucking brilliant. Ah, uh, so yeah, that's, that's number five. Just to point out that your rendition of CNC music factory just really freaked out the dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, waffles. It's all right, mate. It's just CNC. Going to make you sweat. You can't sweat. Number four. All right. See if you get this. How quickly you get this, rather. Oh, Seal, yes. Which one?
0: Um, uh, crazy.
1: Crazy, mate. Yep. I really enjoyed it. I bought the seven at this, this little time.
0: I I really like. This and Killer I had a problem with at the time.
1: Oh, really? Killer? Yeah. Oh, did you mean Seal's solo version of Killer that he released? Or they I just, just the jump version? all of it.
0: I just kind mean, of didn't I didn't oh. love it. It was like it was just I didn't hate it. Right. But I was, I was a I was a Seal sceptic. Okay.
1: But, yeah. I see. Well, that's interesting. I... I loved Killer as soon as Mm -hmm. it came out uh, when he released uh, what was it it was Crazy and then what was the one after that because he had the two solo singles that both did very well and then he re-released Killer I think right I can't remember what the other one was but I thought they were okay but I didn't think they were as
0: good as Killer neither of them was better than Killer by the Bug though are they Well, the bug sleep with a big gun under my pillow (laughs) (laughs) that was nice this new microphone works for that (laughs) Mate. Of- you should
1: do do a whole podcast just in that voice. <laughs> uh, so that, that's that's not that's number four. Number three is Enigma's Sadness Part One, which we don't need to talk about anymore. Number two is the KLF's Three AM Eternal, Amazing. which oh, it's great, but again, we talk about that in uh, episode three. I mean,
0: <laughs> I wonder what I think about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and number one is Queen's Innuendo, which we are going to have to talk about because it is a number one album coming up. So. That is where we are. That's your top ten singles. The only other single I saw kind of in the charts in this week that's worth mentioning, mostly just to say hi to Louise and Sarah, is Carter,
0: Unstoppable Sex Machines, Bloodsport for All. I heard some Carter Hmm. on Six Music yesterday. Oh, really? And, fuck me, I was appalled to find that I have some nostalgia for it. Really? Mate, Uh, just something in your brain went... but Ooh, nice. we've talked about this before. Like The music that you didn't like when you were younger, you know better than the music that you do like when you're our age. Very possible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Indeed. I. Know the, 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 there are suede songs that I know every word to, and I fucking hate suede. Yeah, sure. I hate them, but, like, you know, I know that if they come on and I'm like out and about, I'll find myself humming along the to them because it's familiar.
1: Right. Gotcha. And it, it's, there's you a, a, something in the back of your brain. And right? even there's the comfort. stuff
0: you don't like puts you in a place. Of where you were having quite a nice time in life. Yeah, no, sure. You know, no... Oh, you know, didn't have to worry about anything.
1: No, no, absolutely.
0: Didn't have to interview for my own job. Yeah, well, Christ. Yeah, there's none have of a that job.
1: when you were 18.
0: No. Yeah, nonsense. <laughs> Fucking life. <sighs> Bollocks. Okay,
1: well, with, with, on that cheery note, let's get back into uh, this cheery album, Enigma. Uh, right, so we're at track five which is The Voice and the Snake.
0: Ooh. Wow. Well, it's a bit spooky. It, it sounds like uh, it sounds like the the house kind of coming down from Kansas to Oz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it does. Uh, it is. It, it's, it's that there. Uh, cheap sound effect for a horror movie to get you on edge. I mean, basically, he's just got one of those keyboards that's got the little kind of uh, thing where you can pitch bend the notes, is not yeah. yeah. Whoa!
1: The, the, uh, this is about the end of the world as described in
0: Revelation. <sighs> Anything about the end of his house as described in the <laughs> planning <laughs> notes of the Ibiza <laughs> local council?
1: <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, was he watching The Omen on telly he went, oh, this will be a great song. I can make a, a lovely lovely tune out of this. This is a bizarre skit. You know, it, it is, because this is basically a skit. There's no actual yes. song here. I'll stop that. Why would you go... This will work in between, you know, some other bland nonsense. Let's uh, spice things up.
0: I think we've established this is a man... Who acts first, thinks second. This is true, yeah. He doesn't give a fuck about anything else. This is a man who is so convinced that every thought that crosses his mind is solid gold and deserves to be immortalised in fact and preserved for the rest of humanity. I mean, can you... uh, I I bet this bloke keeps his own shit in a box. It's like, well, this this has come from the mind of the (laughs) Krekel.
1: Well, he he may... uh, If he's new age enough, he might use it all again and uh, par his... his his house on, uh, you know, feces fuel.
0: Look, man, let's not look. I, I don't. Actual the practicalities of being able to do something like that are miles and miles and miles away from a man who's bought a big crystal. Ah, okay. Let's let's okay. Let, let's not imbue the new age with fucking practicality. Okay, no, fair enough. Right? you know, like, look, right. I, I'm all for growing your own vegetables, right? Sure. I'm into that. That's sure. good. I mean, I'm, I, when I say into it, I don't do it. No, but, but, <laughs> but in principle. But, I mean, it's a good idea. Yeah, of course. You know, but but imagining that your uh, your soul exists in a hawk, that's a different thing. No, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well,
1: I don't understand why that is a thing. This track, this voice in this snake, I don't understand why he's put it on. Well, right, right. It's,
0: b- it's because he's a cunt. Oh, okay. It sounds like an outtake from, you know, kind of some 70s uh, giallo horror. Sure, oh yeah, but this could, I
1: suppose, be in a, a scene in, you know, Suspiria when someone's creeping through a
0: brightly lit hallway. Yeah, I mean, apart from the fact that the sound design on well, Suspiria is fucking amazing. No, fair enough. It's like... The type of thing that would be in a, a kind of horror fi- flick that I would have a lot of love for and that you would go is shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, but done so, so, so badly. It's like it's, uh, yeah. it's like the, the thing where you observe something and you miss the point. Right. Uh, well, indeed, welcome to this album, I suppose, in a lot
1: of ways. That mm. sums it up very nicely. Well, let's move on. Let's uh, get to the next track. So track number six, this is going to be is called Knocking on Forbidden Doors This has a callback to an album that we've previously done Oh does it? Yep Uh, There is a sample of Sinead O'Connor saying mother from her I Do Not Want What I Do Not Have song which we did last uh, season It's like, okay, there's some sort of a synth sound made to sound like whale song. Sounds like an elephant trumping to me. Oh, yeah, could be that too.
0: Trumpeting, not farting, obviously.
1: Sure. I'll take either.
0: Or like being the 45th president of America. Oh, Oh, here comes that break again. Yeah, there you go. Bam.
1: This is just more in the, the cavalcade of bullshit. It's library
0: music. F- this isn't music you pay for. Oh, that is that is a very good summing oh, up mate, of this. this is this, this is music that you mm. fucking find for free on the internet when you want to make the bed for a DVD menu, <laughs> right? <laughs> like... <laughs> Honestly, if you've got if you've got a video that you need to show to your colleagues about how to lift a box, right? Right. You've spent all of your budget getting Peter Purvis in. <laughs> this is the music you fucking use. Beep! Yeah. There's some clouds rushing yes. through the air or the fucking Windows 95 maze screensavers yep. happening. Lovely. This is dog shit. It is. Not, I mean, it's just terrible. If someone's dad gets hold of a copy of Fruity Loops and he's got a fucking MIDI mm-hmm. synth, right? Yeah. This is what he makes. And, yeah. you know, he's... Spends an afternoon in his office, he does it, quantizes it all together, plays it to the wife and kids, and I go, Oh, it's good that well, you well can done. do that. Yeah, and he goes, Oh, he goes, he's very, very happy, right? Maybe back in the days of mp3.com, he'd have shared it with some people. Oh, God, yeah, right? But yeah. No. But then, but then you realize what you've got, you go, Oh, okay, oh, it's it's shit, and you, and you you delete that file, you delete it, you, de- you delete that file, you uh. You know, and you you, you move you, on with your life. You just you just put it back in the room of your of your demolished mansion, and well, yeah, and get on with things.
1: Yeah, and never speak of it again.
0: It's bad enough that this happened, right? Yeah, but then people encouraged it to keep happening. Yeah, and it's still happening. He's still got a career. He,
1: absolutely, he released another album in about '94 or something, which I'm pretty sure we're going to have to talk about. I think it was another number one.
0: Oh fuck off!
1: No, I think so, mate. Not doing it. I think it's I think it's on the cards
0: that we're gonna have to do. No, we're gonna have a guest host that week. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I see. Look, man, this dog has been sat here for every episode. Yeah. Right? He's learnt this craft. Nah, he could. He he can do it. Sure. It will just be taking a shit on the microphone. Waffle what do you think to this this record?
1: Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to you. Yeah.
0: Look, man, it's... Uh, I, this is, by some measure... Yeah. Uh, I, I, I find it difficult to know what to say about this one. It kind of falls in an, in this weird no-man's land between the three tenors and the Christians, doesn't it? Oh, uh because this is still a pop record in some way, sure, okay, but it's just—it's the everything that's bad about pop. This is—I
1: mean, you mentioned the Christians and the like, three tenors, right? Fair enough. I would probably listen to this album over the three tenors mm-hmm. if if I had to, because the, the the opera thing is just so far out of my comfort zone that I I can't get mm-hmm. on with it. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, was,
0: I, I would as well. But there are, you know, there are so many things I would listen to first. I don't, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't mean music. I mean like the slaughter of my fat, my beloved. Right, sure. Do you know what I mean, it's yeah, like okay. I would, I would, I would listen to the Serbian oh. movie soundtrack. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but everything else that we've listened to, has, I, I think, has been better than this. I think this is yeah. The I think worst, this is I worst think, pop album we've had to do. Yes, I do as well. I, yeah.
0: I, I do. I genuinely do. This is. Uh, what okay, what was the the previous low point it was either the Christians yeah. or Fleetwood Mac. Oh
1: yeah, okay. That was bad. Yeah. But and it was it was pretentious and full serious in a different way. Yeah. But I would listen to that every time over there. Uh,
0: yeah, oh well, me too. And and you know what? And the thing about, like the thing about Fleet that Fleetwood Mac album yeah. is it's a Fleetwood Mac album and we take the piss out of it, but fuck me, they get a pass. It will indeed. One of the greatest bands that has ever existed. Love Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, and they put uh, a duffer. Okay, that's what happens. But yeah, this is, I mean, this is just, okay, things that I love about pop music, okay? Uh-huh. Tunes. Yep. Okay, like a big, catchy, sing-along tune that yep. gets in your heart, yep. gets yep. in your soul, makes you feel good. Like, youth. The mm-hmm. exuberance of youth. The sure. kind of, okay. like, you know, kind of emotions passed through. Uh, through that filter, you know, kind of where everything is more vibrant, everything, all the colours are more, you know, kind of vivid, right. the emotion, everything is They're so fresh. fucking heartfelt, and everything hasn't been washed down with cynicism. Yep. Like rawness, I like, you know, I I just like fun. hmm uh, I love, you know, I just love all of those things, and this is just none of those things. This is, this is the negative This of those is things. so clearly just a middle-aged, Prick in a fucking roll neck sweater, sitting on his stupid fucking uh, like planetarium carpet, harping on about bollocks. Yeah, right. This is a man that's done so much cocaine that he thinks he's opened his mind to another world, and all he's done is fucking done loads of cocaine. Yeah, well, he's
1: lived in Ibiza for whatever amount of years, and
0: this is an album that. I mean, this is an album for wankers by what I suspect is a wanker. Yeah. Totally. I, mean, I mean, I don't know him. Maybe he's a really nice guy. Maybe he's done loads of charitable works, right? Yeah. But maybe yeah. he's a fucking prick that's yeah, inflicted this shit on the world.
1: Yeah, that's I, that's all I'm prepared to give him. I think he's just a, a terrible human being for doing this. To start off your career by playing keyboards on Rivers of Babylon is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But then to sink this low, He's he's managed quite a feat there. Uh, well, we've only got one tune left to go. When I say tune, we've got one track left to okay, go. Okay, right. But it is another one where it's split up into three different bits. Okay, can
0: I just, like, let's just not do it to ourselves. It's just another shit track. It's ten minutes of shit. It is ten minutes of shit. It's a, it's a load of fucking, it's a load of bollocks. It's just a load of, like, meandering, synthy... Faux intellectual, mm-hmm. sexless drivel. I mean, th- this
1: one is particularly uh, offensive to me.
0: Oh, because it's got the... This is the one with the the, the Close Encounters of the Third Kind riff. Yeah, it's got that little... riff.
1: Yeah, it's got that in it, uh, and it makes that bad. It rips it off Oof. and makes it bad. It's got people saying things like, take a deep breath and relax like it it knows it's going to be getting played in yoga parlors but, but i don't is, know no,
0: but this, this is the point of it though the, but because of the beats yeah okay this kind of this kind of ambient new agey kind of shit right yeah i like a massage Sure. Right. I do mindfulness. No, right? of course. I like a run a hot bath and put a candle on. Right. I'm not. I'm not saying there's no place for that. I'm not trying to give it some macho bullshit. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying to you is, as soon as you stop putting these beats and these flourishes and these the, 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 these things that are the thing that no one's done before, the yeah. reason you don't do it is because it makes it completely and utterly unfit for purpose. Right. So that's why, like, you don't listen to a running playlist on Spotify and then there's a 10 minute ambient fucking break in the middle of no, it. No, sure, yeah. Right? Because it's then broken what the point of it is, okay?
1: So you're, you're thinking that the the fact that there is a big breakbeat, putting that in the setting where you're trying to be relaxed or meditating or whatever, yeah, it breaks a wall between the two. Yeah. Right. No, I, I agree with you, but I do think that because of this album, this then became the norm for those things. I think before it wasn't. It was all Enya or whatever. But... I think because of this album, suddenly breakbeats were the thing for meditation or whatever. Because it was so, it was so big around the world.
0: Well, I mean, I think you know, I think there were there were copycats of it. I don't think you can really go. There was. It's not like the grunt Revolution. It's not. not... Oh no, sorry, no, it wasn't a
1: a huge scene. But because it was, because it sold so well, that's a, a huge market to try and target. And so I do think. That, we mentioned it before, you know, those fucking Pure Mood CDs, that sort of nonsense was born out of this album.
0: I know, but you, know, you didn't... What I'm saying is you don't, didn't be like... You didn't have a situation where it's like, OK, let's explore what other kind of monks there are. We've done the Gregorians. Right, yeah. Of course, having said that, of course, uh, a, a young man from Staten Island must have been listening very hard because three oh, years later yeah. he came out with the uh, with the Shaolin monks. Well, indeed. Inspiring the uh, 36 Chambers <laughs> of the Wu-Tang Clan. So what we're saying is without Enigma, we wouldn't have the Wu. That's exactly right, yeah. oh, I
1: see. Well, full respect back to uh, Michael Gretto yeah, yeah. then. But th- this track, I mean, if if anyone wants to go and listen to this track, do so because it's three parts in a another one of these little symphonies or whatever he's going to he wants to call them. We get the drums from Soul to Souls, keep on moving back again. Mm-hmm. So we return to that. Some random keyboard bits. People saying these nonsense phrases like "relax" or "take a breath." This is real fucking coffee table shit uh, for people who you would not want to go to dinner with because you're going to get served couscous and anti-vax arguments.
0: Oh, yeah, no, this is this is, this is is the soundtrack to someone making you join the Scientologists. isn't uh, it? It really is. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah, this is this is people looking up to the sky and you're going, oh, are you going anywhere on holiday? And then telling you about chemtrails.
1: Oh, God. And yeah, indeed. And then it's also for people who were at Glastonbury. Uh, and didn't see any bands because they were just in the healing fields oh, yeah. playing drums. Yeah, and again, probably making dream catchers so they could bring home and and uh, say, "Oh no, this is my own one. I didn't buy this. I'm not mass marketed. I made this out of my own twigs and pubes." <laughs> <The>
0: pubes. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is just infused
1: with my own chakras. Uh, and yeah. by chakras, I mean jizz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is. The, the modern the, parents, yeah, yeah, indeed, this is exactly this what they've is got the, on. this
0: is the music that the modern parents from uh, from, well, it, it's it's a real cross section, isn't it? it? It's somewhere between the modern parents from the Viz and just fucking coked up fucking executives, yeah, yeah, and I don't understand who liked this. I can't
1: get my I can get my head around people who liked that Fleetwood Mac album because they got big fans and. There are people who liked uh, whatever they were called, the the two nude guitarists, Billy and whatever, Mm. liked their sound. It was a sound. Yeah. It was an 80s cheesy big song. If this
0: is your favourite... What what the fuck? If this is your favourite record, your favourite drink is water. Right? Your favourite dinner is just some rice. If this is your favourite record, you went on to be in Deep Forest. If you, this is your favourite record, you are one of the members of Enigma.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, it's probably not going to be Sandra because she divorced him in two thousand and eight. Good. Oh no, she did the right thing eventually.
0: I would like to think that basically, uh, when instead of putting any kind of documentation together for the reasons for divorce, mm. they just went into the court uh, and just put this on the stereo. <laughs> and uh mitigating factors yeah and basically the judge made it till halfway through the, to, to the second movement of fucking shardiness yeah. part one and then fucked him off yeah gave you, him the death penalty yeah. the first death penalty ever issued in a divorce court in a beta. do you have the powers for that i'm assuming the powers uh well there you go that is the last track thank god and i'm because so i'm so excited to come back yeah and I am excited to come back. And I feel like maybe that hasn't come across in the podcast as much. Oh, no, okay, no, that's true. We we are excited
1: to be back. Oh, excited to be back. It's just a shame we have to come in back in with this one. But it's bad. It's awful. It's bad. It's so bad.
0: Yeah. And we were on such a nice little run before we finished as well. Well, we,
1: well yeah, we, that was because we kind of cheated and did some best of artists that we liked. Yeah, but that's fun. No, it was. It was great fun. do to do that.
0: No. I want to change the format.
1: What Do the best of Enigma.
0: No, just do those records again. They <laughs> oh, were good. Yeah.
1: Well, that was it though. That's all we have on Enigma.
0: Let's just say, fuck this guy.
1: Totally, totally. fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Totally. Fuck
0: this guy and his stupid ass. There you go. I, I hope he's bankrupt. Is he bankrupt? Was he really rich? Oh, I
1: suspect he's loaded. I suspect he's absolutely filthy because this is the sort of thing that will creep up in films and ads. Still, mm. uh, it's going to be getting residuals off that forever. Sad, no isn't fucking it? justice, mate. None. <laughs> Right, well, one thing we do have to do, as we have to do on all of these podcasts, is decide on one song from this album, or at least one song. It's supposed to be one between one and three, but let's face it, it's going to be one song, to go onto to our playlist, which is the best of the 90s playlist.
0: Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean it seems very, very unusual to be picking a song from this album to put on the best of anything. I know, this I? is
1: going to absolutely take everything down. You know, we've done some shit songs on here before, because you have to, but this is going to be a particularly bad one, I think. Okay, well, what's your choice? Have you got a choice? My my choice, like I said earlier, the the one I thought was the high point was um, uh, Mea Culpa, the one with the Black Sabbath intro and the Led Zeppelin break. I don't like it, but it's the best on there for me.
0: How long is it?
1: Uh, Five minutes.
0: Suck my dick. (laughs) suck my dick I'm
1: not having it no you would presumably you said your in quotes favourite was Sadness Part 1 but if we are going by what we do on the rules here it is part of a a three song suite which means it's a ten minute thing we'd have to put on to include that and that's
0: untenable I mean I'll I'll say again suck my dick it's not going on yeah what's the shortest song on the record um I mean it's uh, to be honest it's
1: probably that fucking weird one which is just loads of samples that sounds like it's the one about Revelation. Uh, it's <sighs> like a minute and a half. There's no vocals on it.
0: That'll do. Yeah, yeah, a minute and a half. That, that's yeah. I mean, let, this this is literally. If you're gonna if you're gonna choose a shit to eat, you choose the smallest one, don't you? That's true. Yeah, it's one minute forty.
1: One minute forty. How yeah. long, and the intro one's longer than that. Is the it? Intro's two and a half. The voice of Enigma. Yeah, it's
0: two and a half. The voice of Enigma. I know. Oh, but imagine that coming on. That would uh, now. No, put the, the, the plinky plonky one. People will think yeah. there's something wrong with a stereo. Okay, and then it'll just fucking and then it'll be over.
1: True. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. If it comes up in shuffle, that's why it's come up in your shuffle. Just, I
0: feel like I feel like I'm just shitting on a house I've built. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just On the top of it. Yeah. It's not good. Anyway. It's,
1: okay. All right. That's done. All right. Fine. Uh, yeah. Don't forget though. This playlist is an ongoing project we are putting some at least one song off every album and you can find the playlist linked on our website which is pclpodcast.com and you'll see everything that we've done so far there's something from everything on there this is the latest one but yeah that's where you're going to find it so if you can follow that that'll be amazing there might be some decent stuff come on it at some point who
0: knows yeah I mean it's unlikely Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Sorry if this has been a slightly down-tempo episode. We were very annoyed by this record. Um, yes. It's fucking awful. I would, as always, encourage you to go out and listen to it for yourself so you can understand the pain we were in. This has hit me deep and deep and deep in my soul. Um, my arsehole. And <laughs> I... Uh, it's made my shit itch guys I don't like it no. um, actually I, d- I don't recommend you listen to this record because I like you far too much for it um, as always please stay in touch via our various social medias all the links are on the back end in the uh, in Krista's dulcet tones uh-huh. um, yeah see you next time cheers guys
1: thank you for checking out this episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen it was produced and edited by us for which we can only apologise we're on Twitter at PCL Podcast on instagram also at pcl podcast and facebook.com slash pcl podcast all of these plus links to our various spotify playlists etc are on our website which is pclpodcast.com please feel free to get in contact via any of the social media or on pclmusicpodcast at gmail.com